Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's about packaging yourself and making sure that every touch point, it just, it can't be good. It has to be great. Even if someone in your audience is looking for their next chapter, their next job, even your email signature line. Hmm. It's like, you have to think about everything. It's interesting. I have been looking at a lot of resumes lately and also bringing LinkedIn back to the conversation. I feel LinkedIn is just as important as the resume. I think right under your name, you need the LinkedIn link. They both have to be in sync. I'm always surprised when I look at someone's resume and I look at their LinkedIn and they're not in sync. Right. So it's like everybody needs a consistency of their brand and what they're trying to showcase. Welcome back to Bucketless Careers. This is episode 123. I'm Krista Laurie. Thanks for joining. So many who've been through it, including myself, know college admissions have dramatically changed in the last few years. As acceptance rates plummet and test optional schools surge, the competition is fierce and teens need to know how to stand out more than ever. Stacey Ross Cohen, my guest today, marketer, best-selling author, and TEDx speaker, has also been through it with her own children, and she is now on a mission to ease parents' anxiety and help youth capture the attention of decision makers in college admissions, scholarships, internships, and jobs. Stacy has traveled the country educating parents, teachers, and teens on how to establish a positive narrative and social media presence that can open doors to desired colleges and coveted first jobs. In this episode, Stacy shares her journey with me to this very meaningful stage of her career, how she built her marketing firm. All of this from a successful entrepreneur who started her first business at 14 and a twin who struggled to cultivate her own identity. Stacy knows what it takes to stand out and be memorable. All right, let's listen. Stacy Ross Cohen, thank you so much for joining me here on Bucket List Careers. Great to have you on the podcast. Great to be here, Krista. Thank you for the invite. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. And I am going to thank Karen Regan because she is an avid listener of this podcast from the beginning. So I know she's listening right now and she connected us. And that's what's so amazing about so many of my guests. Word of mouth, people like you who have pulled off an interesting career, something that is lighting them up. You have what you've told me is sort of a dual career now where you are running your own PR marketing agency and you've authored a new book, Brand Up, The Ultimate Playbook for College and Career Success in the Digital World. So congrats on that. Thank you. And all that you're doing. So let's talk a little bit about your professional origins. Like dial it back for us. How did you get started as CEO founder of Co-Communications? That's the name of your full service PR marketing firm. Yes. And and I also want to thank Karen also. So I just wanted to throw that in there. I was born an entrepreneur. I was born in Brooklyn. Actually, my father was a musician, but he also, I saw both him and my mom start a lot of businesses and Just very high achievers, although they never went to college. And I just, I was born with this DNA. And when I was 14 years old, I actually started my first business. And I was- And what was it? it? It was actually my friend Jennifer and I were very busy babysitting, but we were discouraged with the hourly rate that we were getting. So we came up (laughs) with an idea 
we ended up moving to Rockland County to New City. And a lot of the women threw dinner parties. So we came up with the idea to go to these dinner parties and set, serve, and clean up. And we put an ant in the local penny saver. And I remember the headline, we set, serve, and clean up your next dinner party. And it was like, like it. catchy. we were booked and our <laughs> hourly rate went up by like 200%. <laughs> that was the beginning. Yes. So you were really a serial entrepreneur from the start. And so when did you start co-communications? And tell me a little sure. bit about what you love about doing it. And then we'll get into what the epiphany was that brought you to write this book. And, and we'll dig into, of course, the book itself. Absolutely. I started co-communications 25 years ago. I had a short stint in corporate. I worked at CBS and I also worked at a big ad agency. Oh, you did. And interestingly enough, my college degree, and it really goes full circle to the book, was in human development and social work. But Hmm. I also went on to get my MBA when I worked at CBS because I was in international marketing and just was so passionate about everything marketing. You know, when my kids were young, I started freelancing because I've always worked. I started freelancing with different agencies. And there was one agency in Connecticut that gave me an assignment to write an annual report for a biotech company going public. And I said to the owner of the agency, I was like, this company is just going public. I really need to speak to the CEO to just get the essence of the company. I'm just like, I'm a very like warm, like, like I I need that human touch. Right. So he's like, absolutely not. He says, we never let our independent contractors speak directly to our clients. So that's when I had the epiphany. I was like, okay, I need to work directly with the client and I know how to create an agency better. And better was kind of taking my social work experience because the one thing that Mm. we learned in social work was working with people. So about collaboration. And a lot of people with the name co-communications, they right away think, wow, you named the company after your last name, Cohen. But I did not. It's really, if you think about it, co, which is the Latin derivative means with. So again, a very collaborative agency. We started off traditionally more public relations, but we've evolved into full service, very diverse client base, real estate, education, healthcare, professional services, nonprofit, economic development. And I would say our, what I think is our biggest achievement and you and I, because we're both Westchesterites, was the communications campaign for rebuilding the Tappan Zee Bridge which was an 18-month campaign. Oh, of course. Very issue-related. Enormous project. Yeah, and that's a prestigious job for you to have. Although I never would think, I would never think, Krista, that I know so much about building bridges. And that's what what I love about what I do, right? And and you love about what you do. We're always learning. Right, right. And so let's fast forward a little bit to your book and how that came to be. Obviously, it was inspired by your daughter's journey, Your, I guess your oldest going to college, applying to college, and you feeling that you had learned enough to share this with others. So why did you decide, I really want to get this book out there? Why did you feel like you were the one to use your voice? And Tell me what your content has in terms of singularity. You wrote an article. Well, you know, Walk us through how it sure, went viral sure. and how this book came to be. All excellent questions. So when my older daughter was applying for college, 
and very competitive school district. Yeah. A lot of the kids, 4.2 GPAs. And, you know, I always kid around because I could look, I consider myself like a chill mom. I always felt that there had to be a balance. Although I think my kids could see in me that I'm a high achiever. And, and of course they're the same, but such stress, mm. such duress. And I just, I, I had an epiphany. I just said, wow, you really need to market yourself. You really need to, in order to get to the top of an admission officer's pile, how do you stand out? There's all these brilliant kids vying for the same acceptance. So I kind of then knew that I had a book in me, but I'm a born writer and I started writing for, well, I had been writing for Huffington Post and I wrote an article about digital leadership. And I was curious because there were all these statistics that were coming out. One was that the majority of college admission officers are looking at students' social media as part of the application process. Okay. The other thing that came out, and I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called the Harvard 10, that in 2018, Harvard, and Harvard's acceptance rate is 3.19%. At the time, it was 4.59%. Insane. I, I know, it's crazy. But they accepted these 10 kids formed a Facebook group there were racist, bullying remarks, got to the attention of administration. All 10 of these kids got their admissions revoked. And that just, that pains me. And it's like, I started wondering why aren't high schools teaching digital leadership? And I found one school, private school in North Broward, Florida, not only were they teaching personal branding, digital leadership, but it was made mandatory for ninth graders. Okay, so tell me what you mean by digital leadership. And I assume it has something to do with the footprint that an applicant is leaving. And perhaps you're talking about starting that at a much earlier age in the process, like 16 even. So a lot of people are not, you know, parents, teens, everybody's very busy. They're not thinking about that at that age. I know. I look at this more than just a book. I look at it as a movement. And by the way, the teacher that established the course, and I actually visited his classroom. He collaborated with me on the book because you know what? I'm not an educator. I'm a marketer, but he was able to provide like amazing interactive exercises. And P.S. He was teaching that course until recently. Now he's teaching a course on entrepreneurship to middle wow, school Okay. Kids. So you found a perfect partner. A very innovative educator. Right. So going back to your, your question, Think about it this way, and, and, and you'll get this. In one minute, there are 6 million Google searches. Someone is searching you. Someone is searching me. A digital footprint is more important than ever. And Google has become the new resume. So that's one aspect of it. It's really important to start thinking about your online presence early. But in terms of the other part, a lot of guidance counselors previously, and, and some of them are more forward thinking, there's no doubt, but a lot of them, I understand, are still telling kids stay off of social media. And I'm telling them the opposite. I tell them, no, use social media to shine. Use social media to showcase your achievements, your successes, your community work. And I even tell them that they must be on LinkedIn 
by the age of 16. That's surprising to me because uh, I have a college age daughter now and she is in a perfect place for her. She's at Northwestern. She loves it. It was a journey though. She applied during COVID. It wasn't the easiest. She actually transferred from her first university, but she only recently created her LinkedIn profile as she's been looking for research opportunities, internships and such. You're saying get that started much earlier, even in high school. Yeah. Yes. That's a great tip. Yes. And and the other thing is, so what you want to do with it, you want to get a glowing profile up and you also want to start connecting with alumni. You want to start connecting. So let's say there's a kid that's interested in an engineering program at Vanderbilt. They want to link in with the chair of the engineering department. They want to start building meaningful relationships because colleges are looking at that kind of engagement. You and I had talked about demonstrated interest. And these are ways to show that you're interested in, in a particular school. Okay. Yes. And, 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 you know, if listeners aren't really hundred percent sure of what you mean in terms of emphasizing demonstrated interest, how much more important is that now than it was? Okay. So especially the elite schools. So again, let's go back to the example of Harvard and truth be told what's going on now with admissions is that we know that there's a lot of test optional schools and that's growing, but also acceptance rates are declining. And the example I had shared with you before is that in 2018, Harvard's acceptance rate was 4.59%. Now, a couple of years later, it's 3.19%. Colleges, and it's something called the yield rate, colleges, especially the elite colleges, want to accept students that they feel there's a 99.9% chance that they will say yes. So it's just showing them that you're passionate about attending the school and in very different ways than even a couple of years ago. Right. It's gone yes. beyond just coming to Exa the campus for yes, a tour. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Very important. With, without a doubt. And look, on your application, you can provide social media platforms. So Kids need to engage in whatever social media platform is fitting for them. So if they're an artist, of course, they would want Instagram or if they want to go into acting, yes, like YouTube or TikTok, but you can submit links to any social media to, again, to embrace your greatness during the college admission process. And, and it's interesting because... I just think the bottom line is this, Krista, the bottom line is that, and this is all people in all walks of life, because I really think this is for life. It's like, you need to be able to answer the question, why should someone choose you, right? And so what is your superpower? How do you stand out? So a lot of people don't even like the term personal branding. And I toiled with naming the book Brand Up, but personal branding, it's not about me. It's like, what is your value to the world? And so you've got to make sure through all of your different touch points that you're showcasing it. Amazing. You know, and actually a lot of the themes in your book, I think, can be applied as takeaways for this podcast because we want to help our listeners launch a second act, reinvent, maybe come back to the workforce after a career pause. And some of the things marketing yourself, standing out is essential to be on top of the admission officer's pile that can be applied to life to, to yes. finding your bucket list career. So yes. let's get into some of that and 
Give us your takeaways based on your experiences. You obviously have navigated obstacles. You weren't an author, but yet you produced this book, right? You found a a partner in that teacher to write it with and got published with really no experience there. So that is inspiring. Talk to me about your journey and how we can learn from that in terms of takeaways. So, and and you're right, this is, there's so many universals in this, it's really applicable to everyone. And just a, a short little backstory is how I actually got into personal branding is speaking to a group of people that were career transitioning. And it's interesting because they would come up and and show me their resume and they were really struggling. They were unemployed, underemployed, or career transitioning, trying to reinvent themselves. And they would proudly show me their resume. And I would always say, I am not a resume writer, but what I am, and it doesn't matter if it's a product service or a person, it's about packaging yourself, right? It's about Mm, packaging yourself and making sure that every touch point. It just, it can't be good. It has to be great. Even if someone in your audience is looking for their next chapter, their next job, even your email signature line, Hmm. it's like, you have to think about everything. And it's interesting. I have been looking at a lot of resumes lately and also bringing LinkedIn back to the conversation. I feel LinkedIn is just as important as the resume. I think right under your name, you need the LinkedIn link and they both have to be in sync. I'm always surprised when I look at someone's resume and I look at their LinkedIn and they're not in sync. Right. So it's like everybody needs a consistency of their brand and what they're trying to showcase in terms of their value. Really, the first step is, Krista, is self-awareness. One thing that I'm always surprised about is that when I ask people, you know, they'll tell me about their job struggles, I'll say, well, what is your super value? What is the value that you can bring to that position or that new endeavor? And they struggle with that. So it's like, you've got to take a step back and be self-reflective and make sure that once you figure this, and it's painful, right? It's painful. And it's much easier to put the finishing touches on a resume, but you need to stand out the attention span of the average American is is eight minutes. So I was recently looking at a resume of a dear friend and her background is stellar. Hmm. And it was two pages and it was, the fonts were so small. I said, first of all, you've got to make this pop. So you need to cut it down to one page. But I also gave her the name of a graphic designer to make it look not just good, but great. Because again, it's like, you've got to be a magnet, right? I always say you have to be a master of first impressions. What is it that's going to draw someone in immediately and want to activate them to bring you in or speak to you, you know, whatever the case. No, you're right. Your personal branding, obviously emphasis is clear. And also your co-communications, your collaborative theme. I sense that in all that you're telling me that you need to invest in yourself to build lacking skills and surround yourself with those you can learn from. You told me that before we spoke was an important takeaway and taking advantage of a mentor coach to release your inner strengths and your superhero. That again, ties into the collaborative aspect of I think what you're promoting. And this is all very useful for our community. So it was really amazing to 
to get all this valuable information from you, but we want people to pick up the book. I wish I had your book (laughs) before I embarked on this journey. It is really, as a parent, as a mom, one of the most challenging things that I went through, the college admissions process. So I think you have found an area where you're really helping people. So tell us your title again, where we can find it. It's called Brand Up, The Ultimate Playbook for College and Career Success in the Digital World. It's on Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble. And it's actually, it's a relatively new book. It's also available in many Barnes & Noble college bookstores. So yeah. Nice, nice. And I think your website is brandupbook.com, right? We got that on there as well. Stacey Ross Cohen, thank you so much for taking the time. Really enjoyed this. I know we're neighbors too, so I'm hoping yes, that we're going. We have to go for coffee. Seriously, our paths will cross soon. Yes, I'm going to make have, sure I of have that. No doubt. And, and Krista, <laughs> thank you for having me today. And I, and I have to say, I love what you're doing. I love the thank brand you. that you've built. You are. Thank you. You are such a rock star. Oh, we're over 100 episodes and going strong. So we're so glad that you could be a part of it. So thanks, Stacey. Be well. Thank you. You too. This is Bucket List Careers. I'm Krista Laurie. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.